Hey everybody and welcome to Age of Reason episode 6. So today I'm going to talk about the news of this week. So today is November 15, 2018. Uh, before I jump into that, I do want to remind people to check out my book, Beyond the Obscure. Uh, I know it's very hard to sell things to people, especially uh, people don't know me, unfortunately. There is a registration thing necessary to buy this book, but I mean, I don't see why that's an obstacle, really. I mean, you did register to use Facebook and Twitter and all of that, so eh, it's I don't see the big deal. But anyway, get the book. It's available in print and in ebook format as well. So whatever you prefer, I just want people to read it. I don't care about uh, which what which format you get. So just please check it out. It's a good uh, psychological horror slash thriller. Okay, so let's talk about the news for this week. I'm going to do the same as I did last time. I'm just going to go through the headlines and then usually expand on that and try to see if there's something there. Uh, again, just as with my page, I try to ignore really mainstream news because, again, you can go to CNN and just read it. That CNN does not need more promotion, okay? I do. By the way, I don't prepare these things at all. This is another thing that people have to understand. So the question is why though? Well, the reason is because I don't want to over-prepare things. Most of the shows that you watch on the internet, you know, podcasts and stuff like that, it's all rehearsed. The people know exactly what to ask and what to answer. This is not the way that a real conversation in the world goes. You usually are not prepared when somebody asks a question. So you have to think about it. And this is the purpose of my show. It's to kind of think as we go along. The first thing is, is right here. Okay, I'm just going to briefly talk about South Korea because I worked there for a year. I worked in two places actually, so it's not, it's a bit more experience than working in one spot. And what I want to say is that uh, I found a lot of nationalism in South Korea. Okay, I can't really understand why uh, somebody from outside of Korea would really enjoy Korea because once you actually start talking to the people you d discover this nationalistic element which is absolutely disgusting and and what does it mean well what it means is that you know if you teach in school and I taught everybody from from uh, uh, young ch children to adults uh, with adults it's a bit it's a bit better I mean it depends what age range you're talking about uh, if you're talking about kind of over 50, then the people are usually more laid back and more relaxed and you don't really feel much aggression. But with the young kids, I heard so many times, the worst insult they can say is that you're North Korean. It's so weird. It's, it, it's, I don't know. I, I can imagine, of course, in the States, probably something like that happens as well. Some you know, kids, local kids will say, huh, you're Mexican. And that's just disgusting. It's a horrible, horrible attitude to have. So, so that happens in Korea. You know, people diss China as well there and Japan. I, I did encounter that a little bit when I worked in China, but, but not as much as I did in Korea. There's an article about China here. And again, I worked in China as well, also for one, about one year, a bit less actually. Um, 
Well, back when I was there, the way that it worked is that basically to get access to, you know, Facebook, YouTube, other stuff, you basically need to get a VPN. So that's a virtual private network, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you, you pay for that, but it's very, very cheap. I think I paid maybe $3 a month or something like that. And so my signal was, was routed, in my case, uh, to Holland. And then from there, it was obviously open. I, I heard lately that China is cracking down on VPNs. I hope that's not the case because, man, the closed internet really sucks. So they in, in China, they have their own, you know, Facebooks and chatting softwares. And man, it's popular there. It's, it's really, really, everybody has it. I want to see a world that includes more people. So everybody should be at the table. So I'm going to jump to the BBC now since there's nothing on CNN of, of note. Uh, but before I do that, there was something I, I wanted to mention. Okay, so this is from an episode number 31. Point of that episode was that I was commenting on people about politics on Facebook, which is never a good idea, as I found out. And uh, so this comes based on, on these conversations. Now, I'm just going to play it and then I'm going to comment. Let's look at the reality of, of what we're talking about, Clinton supporters. Both the Clintons are in their 70s, right? Yeah. They're white people in their 70s, which means that they're, you know, uh, typically not going to live much longer. I mean, they could live into their 90s, so let's say let's say they live another 20 years. Yeah, yeah. After that 20 years, we have f five elections. Mm. Uh, I don't know how much of their influence is going to be is still going to be around. What do you, what do you think? Well, I don't know. I honestly fear that she's going to run again in 2020. So Hey guys, I called it, okay? So if you need a, a reference in the future, there it is. And why I'm saying that is because very recently, Jimmy Dore, who, you know, I, I like to watch his show for political opinions, uh, he posted this video. And so the title is Hillary will run again, says ex-advisor Mark Penn. I just want to make sure that I called it, okay? We called it on the show. I, I'm predicting that she will run again. It will be a, another catastrophic failure and people will you know try to drum up support once again but I don't want another face there I need somebody who is progressive not progressive then sorry you don't get my vote you have to get my vote okay I you don't I'm not you know you're not entitled to my vote or anything like that so if I don't find you convincing or if you're not going in the right direction of the country, then sorry, I'm not going to vote for you. Let's talk about exams in general. Okay, so that again, that's what I do in the show. I expand on things. It gives me ideas and then we talk about it. So let's talk about exams. I don't know, what, what do you guys think about the exam system? Is that, is that a good system to evaluate people? Uh, is something better, preferable? Uh, in my case, for example, I, for me, exams doesn't really do it. I, I, I don't think it's a, it's a great way to, it, it's a good way to test memory, but, but that's not how you learn things. That's one thing I, I found when I was, uh, you know, teaching in Korea, they basically told everybody to memorize English. So don't worry too much about the rules, but just kind of memorize sentences. And that, that's not how you're going to learn a language. That's, that's just not. So 
I don't believe in this memory thing. You you can, you know, like I said last week, you can memorize a page very well and you can reproduce that page in, in an exam situation, but do you actually understand what you're reading? Do you actually understand how to come up to these particular answers? There's an article here about the way to stop fake news. I was just thinking about what to say about it, but... Um, well, first of all, there are news sources which are just clearly biased and and nobody takes them seriously. So that would be the first thing to avoid, obviously, these kind of sources. And, uh, and then you have to surround yourselves with people who don't buy into this propaganda stuff. So... And that's that's tough to do, but even when I talk to people, okay, so the first topic we kind of agree perhaps, the second topic we might agree, and then like the third topic, which for me might be quite dear, and we completely disagree there. So uh, at this point, I usually just stop talking to them. I think that the, your direct circle has a huge influence. We have a huge influence on others as well, but who you surround yourselves with, that's, that's key. Two weeks and two articles about Japan. That's interesting. Uh, natural disasters hit Japan's economy. Well, again, I'd like to make a, a big, bigger point here, perhaps, is that I, I, I don't see much effort being made here by the officials to, to fight climate change, for example. And Jimmy Dorch has made a ne recent episode where there was a Gallup poll of the most important issues for American voters. And actually, like the Russia thing was at the very bottom because people want, mostly care about healthcare, education, um, this type of stuff. And climate change was actually just above Russia. So climate change is also way down there. Uh, I don't know. Americans really don't, don't give a crap about climate change. That's... That's very disappointing for somebody who's studying it, especially. But if we talk about Japan, yeah, I don't see much effort here or any, actually. Um, there are so many issues here. I mean, they put the solar panels on some roofs and then you have a, a, a flood that comes in and then it, you know, destroys all the homes and takes away the panels. The panels have some kind of uh, chemicals inside and then these chemicals leak into the water that's a huge huge problem I also read this article before uh, that so next uh, no next not next year but uh, 2020 will be the next Olympic Games it will be held in Tokyo which is an absolutely insane decision by the way because in summertime Japan is is like hell it's it's hot it's, it's humid. It's absolutely disgusting outside. And they're going to have the Olympic Games in that. Good luck to the athletes. That's all I can say. That a particular article was talking about the games. And so they were saying that by 2020, uh, the taxis in Tokyo, okay? So just in Tokyo, will be self-driving cars. And that is just not going to happen. Everything in Japan moves at a snail pace, okay? There is really nothing that, nothing like this major that
that's going to happen. 2020, it's, it's just a year and a half away until that summer of 2020. There's, there's no way that you're going to do anything. And of course, they have the issues with the nuclear power. Uh, th there are so many people here and that causes so much pressure on the land. So, yeah, they have a lot of issues to figure out here. It's about World War One, so Armistice Day. Uh, Peter Jackson recently repainted some uh, some old World War One photos in color, and well, apparently, I I've only seen like a couple, and it was really well done. Uh, it always amazes me when people transform these black and white photos into color. The point I'd like to make here is that people, especially with the changing of generations, when, you know, some people die and then the next generation, they haven't gone through that war. Uh, I really feel that then people don't, don't really know what it's about. And that's, that's why the same mistakes happen again and again, because the big lessons are never learned. So I, I just wanted to finish on with this story perhaps, which, which I think has a lot of relevance. So this happened on a Russian TV network or a YouTube network, I can't remember. So there was this host and he basically asked three young girls, I should say young women perhaps, it's more accurate term. He asked them if they wanted free tickets to go to Auschwitz. So they were all excited, right? We're going on this trip. It's all paid for us. Fantastic. It's a vacation. Uh, we all want a free vacation, really. I mean, who's going to deny that? So anyway, of course, they didn't know about the background of Auschwitz. And so when they went there, they were, of course, taken to that concentration camp, which is now a, a museum. And so, you know, they were watching these, these photos there, uh, which show horrific scenes and I don't know if all of them or just the, like one or two of them they just broke down into tears and they asked why did nobody teach us about that but this is if you think about it this is the wrong question to ask this is not the duty of schools high schools universities to tell you this stuff necessarily although they should the bulk of your education should be yourself educating yourself. We today, almost everybody has a computer or a cell phone. There is absolutely no excuse to stay ignorant. Ignorance these days is a choice. Anyway, they of course regretted that nobody told them about that. Now they, they know about it and at least it's good. But you know, these were just three people selected out from a crowd. I mean, you, you, you're talking literally about thousands, tens of thousands of other young people who are in the same boat. They don't know about this at all because it's not part of our reality anymore. Nobody's really at war. Even if we do have a war, like when the U.S. invades Iraq or Afghanistan, it's all kind of proxy wars. So we don't really see that. At the beginning, I don't know, anyway, look, all you have to do is compare how the war in Vietnam was covered and then the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. It's completely different. That's why the public was all up in arms about Vietnam. And these wars now on, in Iraq and Afghanistan, 
basically nobody cares except the contractors who are making a lot of money going over there and killing people. But the regular average person, it is not important to their life whatsoever. Ah, it's just so frustrating trying to explain these things to people. Okay, I think I have to end it before I break something. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Uh, please check out my works and please check out my book. And I will see you next week with more movie reviews and more coverage of the news. Until then.